What's up, guys? Calling all my fellow impact-driven women, all my soulful entrepreneurs, and all my new age leaders. You're here to create aligned business strategy, live your life by design, and create fulfilling success in your area of passion. Who's going to help you do that? I'm going to help you do that. I'm Dana Lisa, your pineapple queen, empowering women to stand tall, wear their crown, be firm but sweet, and have a heart of gold as your success coach and marketing maestro. Hashtag be the pineapple bays. Let's get started on Juicy Business Radio. Okay, well, I was talking about this social experiment that I saw once where all these people that were like part of the experiment, they went and they stood in a line in the middle of nowhere. I think it was like in the city street, but like (laughs) there was nothing really around them that would justify a line. But, and bystanders, just like random people started joining the line too. They started lining up behind them and (laughs) it was super interesting. No, they didn't even really ask people in the line. Oh, like, are you in line for this or whatever? They just kind of started standing in line. And yesterday, Luke and I went to the beach, which has been closed for a really long time in Bali, where we live. And he had known that the beach would be open because he had been exploring and discovered that this Mm. one particular section of the beach had reopened. And um, we were there and there were all of these scooters parked and there was a security guard, but he was there for the hotel. He was monitoring this like hotel's parking lot and whether people were going in or out. But the way he was standing was kind of near the beach access. And there was an old sign um, on the beach access that said that the beach was closed. And I watched as, as Luke was parking the scooter, I watched as this couple came on their motorcycle and the guy said, oh, it's closed. And they kind of sat there on the motorcycle. Oh, darn, it's closed. Like looking at the sign and talking to the security guard and or like looking at the security guard, not talking to him, just kind of glancing at him. I think they thought he was security for the beach. That was what it looked like. I'm making assumptions about their own assumptions, but I watched them make a lot of assumptions regardless because they ended up turning around and leaving even though the beach was open and it was so fascinating. And I was just saying to Luke, it's so interesting how people make assumptions about what they can and can't do based on rules that are then taken and misconstrued by humans. Humans turn them into this whole like law or like set of rules because like there could be a law or a rule or regulation or whatever that's put in place. Like, oh, you have to stand in line. And people could, like, totally take it and turn it into whatever they wanted. Like, some people could say, like, oh, well, the right way to do it is this way or the right way to do it is that way. And that's all based on, like, the assumptions of their preconceived biases, which is super fascinating. I was kind of thinking about it in relevance to, like, Mm -hmm. the world that it is that we live in today. And also just herd mentality. Yeah. It's huge. I mean, then everyone's done it. Like, we've all done it. I've done it. I've almost missed a flight doing it just because... There was, I had a flight, I think it was like at 11.30 p.m. There's not a lot of flights, and there was a long line. It was a flight to Paris. I remember, because they, what happened is I just saw the line. Oh, 11.30 p.m., Paris, and there's a long line of people, so I just sat there and waited. Oh, no. Yeah, and I was sitting there, and I was like looking at the time, and I'm like, well, usually they start boarding 45 minutes before, and it's like 10.50, 
and there's like a line next to me. They're moving. I'm like, how are they boarding? We're not boarding. And I just sat there. And then as I'm sitting there, I just decided to take my headphones off. Like I noise canceling, so I don't hear anything. And I'm just like, wow, this is so weird. Normally I, I board like 30 minutes before for sure. And then they, they announced over the thing, like Luke Fitzgerald, this is the last call for your flight. And literally I jumped up and I just was like, what? And I looked around and I had just assumed because the sign said Paris and it said 1130 that that was my flight without any kind of thought that maybe there was two or three or four. We just, just assume and then just take an action based on that assumption without verifying like, hey, is this my flight? And I remember because the flight, I was actually the first one at the gate. I could have been the first one at the gate for my flight because it was actually the one next to me across the just across the hallway. And I was literally the last one. And I remember just thinking like, oh, my gosh, I almost missed my flight because I just assumed and I took massive action on an assumption. And I think it's those two that are very deadly without verifying it. Like we we jump on trends. We don't we don't question things like I went to this beach to give a little pre context. I went to this beach the day before in the night and there was nothing saying you couldn't park there and you could drive right to the edge of the beach and park where you normally park. And but I went back the next morning and they said the beach was closed. And I said, well, is the beach going to be open this afternoon? They're like, we don't know. You have to just come and find out. But even when they told me that there's people I saw on the beach and I remember I wanted to take Dana there. So I just said, OK, I'll come back. But if I had been by myself, I would have went down that so-called rabbit hole and just explored until someone stopped me. And I think that a lot of times if we take just a massive action on an assumption without questioning it, why are we doing it? And it's kind of very relevant for what we're doing now um, in our society without the massive action just because the herd is doing, the herd is saying this, so I'm gonna say that. And then if you got to the question like why, you know what I mean? Like those people who Dana just said got to the beach and turned around, if we would have stopped them in the middle of the road, in the middle of their massive action based on their assumption and said, hey, 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 why'd you turn around? And we were just to listen not even to respond to them, just to listen. I think they're explaining. We'll be like, oh, yeah, we, maybe we could go back. Because there's almost no thought. It just was an assumption. Oh, someone's standing there. They must be blocking it. I can't go. And you could almost take that as a metaphor for life. Which We could go down that rabbit hole and that would be a four-hour podcast. <laughs> it's interesting. Actually, I watched this happen with Blackout Tuesday. I was going to say that, but yeah. I was like, if I bring that up, then that we are be, going down we're the going down the rabbit hole. This is what I was trying to save you from, because I even found this rabbit hole after. Yeah. Did you know that there was two reasons for it? Yeah. So, well, my, so I'll tell you my discovery process of like what I went through and then I'd love to hear yours mm-hmm. because we haven't talked about this, but I was like, um, I participated, of course. but I knew that when I participated, cause I saw a lot of people doing it. And I was like, oh, this is like, this is not an excuse for the people who are uncomfortable right now to just mm-hmm. geek off social media. That's not what this is about. So I wanted to make that clear. So like I said, I'm doing Blackout Tuesday to amplify the, the, the voices of the people who need the yeah. mic right now, the people who need to be talking and I won't be promoting. I'll be using this space to share them, their voices. Yeah. But I saw a lot of my privileged friends just posting it and not posting anything else and not understanding and also using the hashtag Black Lives Matter, which I wasn't using because one of the anti-racism influencers that I follow and educators, her name is Louisa Duran, she had posted a post about that. So yeah. I had read her post saying yeah. like, do not use this hashtag. So I knew. but Because it blacks of, out when someone does search. Right. Yeah. So then when people were searching, it was like, 
all they were seeing was black squares. They weren't getting any relevant information, right? So I I knew that, but only because I, <clears throat> I follow her and she had posted about it. But I also had done that exploration of like, what's the intention behind this? I'm not going to participate in something that I don't know what the intention is. And I also recognize that now is not a time to be silent. And so if I'm going to, you know, take a step back from social media, it's going to be for an intentional reason and I'm still going to be advocating for what's going on. So how do I want to do that? So I had gone down that rabbit hole before I decided to participate in Blackout Tuesday. And I watched as a lot of people did participate and there's a lot of people who haven't gone down the rabbit hole of questioning why is this happening or like why am I doing this? And so they had posted it and then what started to happen was there was kind of a shift in the collective where there was people who were questioning it starting to speak out being like, why are you silent right now? Kind of calling some people out to be like, well, anybody who's participating out being like, are you doing this for the right reasons? And then I watched as that transitioned into some people coming out and being like, oh, I'm so sorry that I participated in Blackout Tuesday and like apologized for their actions. And Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this is so interesting to witness because people went through this full rotation of like, I want to help. This is how I'm supposed to help. Okay. I'm here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to follow this. Right. And then they just like got in line basically, or turned around and didn't check out the beach and they just did it. Mm -hmm. They just participated. And then they, when they realized that what they had done was considered wrong, according to the opinion of the people who they were supposed to be for some, a lot of the people who they Mm -hmm. were supposed to be advocating for, they were like, instant to just apologize but not necessarily actually educate themselves on what they had potentially done that wasn't not i don't want to say like right or wrong but they didn't like use it as an opportunity to educate themselves about like why that isn't okay why it isn't okay to just like post a black square and then take a step off social media and, and like not do anything so they it was very interesting i'm i'm just kind of talking about like what i watched happen what i witnessed happen and also what my journey around that particular like hashtag and movement was personally because i wanted to participate but i also was like <clears throat> but i don't want to not be on social media right now simply because i'm uncomfortable like this is the time where we need to be speaking the most and so how can i do that while i'm honoring what is meant to at its mm-hmm. core be an act of solidarity amongst humans so it was kind of it was an interesting experience for me so what happened for you yeah well yeah that's very interesting what happened to you because right? i think a lot of people yeah that that's that they apologize for it where it's just like don't apologize i even saw someone who said that like if you if you use the hashtag black lives matter don't apologize just fix it and educate yourself you know don't the apology is not going to help anything actually do the work and you'll be okay um, and for me, I had a video that I pre, I well, I recorded that morning to post, and then I saw someone post a black square. And I was like, "What is this?" So then I started to research it, and I saw all these people who I were following as well posting the black square for Blackout Tuesday to to use that time to research. But I, my mentality was like, "Okay, that's nice, but I actually want to post this video that I recorded on Tuesday morning, talking about not to just act out of emotion. It was something that was very." important for me to post so I did that and I was just going to go on as business as usual but then I realized like I thought by me not posting something that I'd be almost looked at as not participating in it Mm. so it wasn't that I did it for the wrong reason it's like yeah I support it even though I'm not 100% sure because even now from what I understand was that that was started by the music industry 
and someone else skewed that to make it be like, don't post on social media at all. Don't do this. But it was the music industry that started it. Um, I don't remember the name of it. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes or share it if I can. The actual person who started it, it was a music organization who did it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then at the same time, as I went through just people who are my expanders and seeing them posting that square and what it meant to them, even the original meaning gets skewed. You know, like most things, the... I guess the overall people who weren't informed, the overall reason for that black square kind of changed. And it was more like, I stand with you guys. That was people's opinion. Even they didn't know the true meaning of why it was, it evolved into something else in my mind. Like anything, once it's in the hands of the people, Instagram was only made for photographers and look how it evolved for the people. And of course that wasn't the original thing, but as far as people's minds, it's like, Oh, that's, that was this. And for me, when I saw people almost who didn't post the square, it was like, are they acknowledging this? Are they like, I didn't feel right to just post a picture of a coconut that day without acknowledging what was going on. So I still shared and I don't want to change. I think that it's important that some people do speak out. And I think it was like Abraham Lincoln who said the best thing that people can do to change or something like this was that good men do nothing, you know, like you're good and just, if you're someone who's always posting things to inspire, to help other people, don't necessarily change that. Just integrate it into what you're sharing around this topic instead of just going away. So for me, it was more of like, yeah, I don't like, where do I get the true information about what this was? But it was almost like I stand with you guys for this. But at the same time, I am going to still live my life and do my best to inspire and uplift people. But I knew that people would look the people who I saw who didn't post it for me, I almost was just like, are they aware of what's going on? Are they are they participating in it? Like, what what's going on? So I guess in other people's minds, even though they didn't know the true meaning of it, they did it as a way to support people. But then as you start to really go down the rabbit hole, like you said, you saw people who were explaining, like, yeah, don't use this. I think it's better that there's a day that everyone goes back through and just deletes the hashtag from their picture and just post a black square. That way things don't get blacked out because I saw someone else post like interesting that this black Tuesday blackout Tuesday thing happened when on the same day that the president lets the military on the streets. So it kind of gets like you the news kind of just disappears a little bit because you just kind of blacked out the news almost a little bit and you don't see what happened that day. Like, I don't know what happened that day around the world except what the media posted because the blackout kind of hid everything Mm -hmm. you know so it was almost just like actually when you really think about it it's like oh that's not too great even for me today i'm gonna go through my post and delete the hashtag black out tuesday from my from my thing because a black square doesn't affect the algorithm the black square is great but there's no need to put a tag on it because the tag actually hides um a lot of things and i saw someone else post they said that you guys who have used the hashtag because so many people use it black lives matter you've just you've just hid um days months and weeks of posting from the black lives matter with facts with things that are happening the peace marches all the real stuff people need to read all that stuff has been just put up by a square so technically you've almost don't look at as black out tuesday this is me paraphrasing right now just my own thought it's not looking at Blackout Tuesday. It's almost like Redacted Tuesday. You just hid all the stuff that has been posted for months and weeks because people aren't posting that much. And now just thousands of people 
just jumped on the bandwagon and just did that. So if you're listening, I just, it's okay to have the square, in my opinion. Just delete the hashtag so that you're not drowning out the voices of people who, who have, um, who have taken the time to post their thoughts and opinions on it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. What I what I found so fascinating that came up for me while you were sharing that was it's such a great exploration and an intriguing way to think about how we've all been living in the within these systems and structures. How when someone says something or does something, we're so easily quick to follow and we're so easily quick to just do. And our intention is often very, very good. Like mm. it's coming from a place of compassion and desire to help. And a lot of times what happens is our ego gets in the way because we're, we're like, well, I want to help and I don't want to be perceived as not helpful. And I don't want to be perceived as doing it wrong. And I don't want to be perceived as like an outsider or an outcast. And so I'm going to jump on this movement, even though I haven't checked in with my soul. Mm. And if I removed all of that, how would I actually feel about this situation or this rule or this movement? Would I actually be participating still if I removed all of those desires for being accepted or, or perceived a certain way or as part of the collective? If I let that go and I was actually to check in with my truth and I was to do a little bit of research to make sure that this is actually in alignment with my integrity and my core values, would I still make this same move? Mm-hmm. I agree. Totally. And it's, it's true because we don't even think about that. We just kind of just jump on it, especially if you were silent. For some people who were silent, they just jumped on this because, oh, this is like me kind of speaking out. I saw that with like two or three people who I follow. They hadn't said anything on anything. And they jumped on this thing as like, yeah, I'm with you guys to support. I mean, if I had to do it again, I would have, I just literally thought of this when you're saying something. It just sparked something. I'd have a blackout Tuesday, but then I'd have a, like a, maybe like a researched Wednesday where everything you learned yesterday, now you post it. And now you, what did you learn from it? Cause I think I saw one guy who I really respect and follow. Um, his name is Reggie Yates and he's just, he's just a, he's a great guy. He goes into, basically he's like someone who fought, he goes into the Syrian refugee camps and live with them black guy from London. So it's just like, what? And he goes in there with a the camera crew, goes to Russia, goes to these marches. And it's just like, you're like, what? And he was just like, yeah, that's great how everyone did the Blackout Tuesday. But if your next post is you, whatever, a selfie talking about your life, then you need to rethink a lot of things. And that that put perspective on me because I didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. We go back to business as usual, but this is still an issue. And I feel like, sadly, like, I don't know why I feel this, but I feel like people are like a relief after this Blackout Tuesday. And that kind of died down the amplification of the voices, sadly. It kind of set silence things. So now I'm curious to see, well, what happens on Wednesday and Thursday? Like, what, mm-hmm. what's are, are we still talking about it, or was that that posting that square the final thing? You know, in re- and of course, in retrospect, it, you always do things like you, oh, we could have did that or blah blah blah. But I think that it's important. Like, okay, now that you've done that and you've done the research, hopefully, what is next? Mm-hmm. Like, is it a picture of you? What, like, what is it, you know, is it over? Are you done talking about what's going on? Or are you continuing to go? And you, that was just one little part of the movement. But for some people, I feel like that was the, and people who I follow, I saw them post the square. And then next thing, there's just nothing yeah. talking about anything because that they felt like that was a huge, massive thing. That's it. Protest is over. 
Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I find there's two... We've talked about this as well. Like, we've talked <clears> about <throat> how there's a couple psychological phenomenons going on. So one of them is we've talked about, but in different contexts, which is like the bystander effect. So Mm, there's a lot of people, there's a, there's a study, there's multiple studies that have been done (laughs) on the bystander effect. So one that really sticks with me and was unfortunately not like a controlled study, but an event that really happened that was then studied afterwards was when this woman was murdered in an apartment building and there was so many people home and they, when they, Uh, interviewed people who were witnesses they all said I heard her but I didn't come to her rescue because I thought somebody else would nobody even called the police Mm. because they all thought that somebody else would so bystander effect yes and unfortunately I don't remember the details of this particular um, investigation or details of the study because it was a long time ago that I learned about it it was in like my second year of university which was back in the day like a decade ago but I I do remember and I, I can discover it and I'll put it in the show notes for you guys if you're listening so you can go check it out more if this is something you want to learn more about but I just remember they were when they were interviewing the witnesses they all of them said the same thing. They all said, I heard what was happening and I was concerned for her safety. It's not that they didn't care, but they didn't do anything about it. And so therefore the heinous act was still carried out. She was still murdered. And this is a, a phenomenon that happens in people's brains is when they think that they're not qualified enough or they think that there's enough people who are already part of something and they're, they're scared and they, their brain wants to keep them comfortable, aka in a place of safety where the outcome is predictable, they don't, they don't do anything about it. And we have to raise our awareness that that exists within our survival instinct. Like that's part of our unconscious brain. It's a thing that's, that was born into us in order to survive, but we no longer are living in a day and age of, you know, where that would have saved us from like being eaten by a wild animal or something like we've evolved to a point where now what's happening is that survival instinct that was given to us is deficiting the growth of humanity and the evolution of humanity in a lot of ways because we don't we don't do we don't become a part of things that speak to our soul because our conditioning and our survival instinct tells us that it's already being dealt with and therefore we don't need to become part of the movement and this goes to like this has a lot to do with this whole like some people aren't speaking up it's because a lot of people inherently they're still operating on the unconscious belief system and survival instinct that they don't need to do anything about it because there's already enough of a momentum but the truth is when you when you actually look at that you are as powerful and as potent as any other individual that is a part of something that is doing something Mm -hmm. and so by stepping in by speaking up by taking action you are actually adding to the movement you are valuable yeah exactly you're amplifying but people don't perceive it as that because of this psychological phenomenon the bystander effect so like i've witnessed that playing out for sure and then the other thing is this herd mentality so then when people do decide to become a part of the movement they they still are operating from a place of their survival instinct and their comfort zone where when they do finally have something switch within them that 
that kicks them into action and moves them into a place of like, okay, I do need to speak up. I do need to do something. I do need to take action. I do need to say something. The actions that they're taking, the things that they're saying are often very much influenced by the people around them and the people in their social circle. They're simply following. They're following the leader. They're not actually using their critical faculty to decipher what is the truth here? What's in alignment for me to actually talk about? What do I believe to be true? What actually truly resonates with me if I was to remove my ego, if I was to remove this need to be accepted, this need to be, you know, seen or a, a certain way, this, this fear of judgment or um, retaliation from people I care about, if I was to remove that and actually look at like, what is, which isn't easy, like, I'm not talking about something that's like, you know, this yeah. is <laughs> what, what I'm talking about is like the work that spiritual leaders, the work that people in the personal development space have been doing for years and years and years and they've been preparing for this moment and now I made the joke that like you know COVID was the Olympics and now I'm like talked about it on my live stream the other day like haha just kidding like you're in the Olympics for god knows how long Mm. like 2020 has been the Olympics yeah (laughs) and you gotta keep going But like what I'm talking about when I talk about removing that is the work that we do. It is what the spiritual leaders and stuff have been working on doing. And so, you know, to say that you're a spiritual leader, but then that's why people are talking about how this is like spiritual, not just like spiritual bypassing, but like really toxic, like because it's like if you say that you've been doing this work then you're the person who should be the leader who is inspiring and encouraging other people to use their their resonance of their soul and to actually explore what the truth is and to like actually come together in a higher level of consciousness not this reactional state of like this bystander effect or this herd mentality but actually like looking for the truth of their soul and doing what they need to do to actually elevate human consciousness in a place where we are moving towards a better humanity and so those are two things that i've witnessed like come become really clear in people's actions and like like the time before the blackout tuesday and then blackout tuesday were both very good examples of the psychological phenomenon first of like the bystander effect of people not knowing what to say and then as soon as blackout tuesday came they were like oh here's something that's socially acceptable and that people will see as like an okay thing for me to do so i'm going to do it even though i don't really know what it means or why i'm doing it which is like the herd mentality agreed yeah it's fascinating (laughs) yeah yeah it's very fascinating yeah and simply by like raising our awareness that those things exist, we get the ability to choose to not have them be our reality. But mm. we have to know that it's something that happens, which is so important. Yeah. Um, and asking yourself like, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. And I mean, the thing is, we're just not. We don't have a good habit of doing that. Like we we still are in that herd mentality. We rush to that same store we see everyone going to when there's like a store across the street that's empty. Or everyone's in that gas station and you're waiting in line, but no one's... We see it all the time, basically. I'm sure everyone listening, you've experienced this. If you haven't experienced this, you've seen it and you've laughed at it and been like, what are these people doing? You've driven by a fast food restaurant and you've seen the drive-through just crazy long and no one's inside. And then you're just like, well, I'm not going to get it today. And you realize like, well, you could go inside. There's a 95% chance every time that happens that inside is open. You go inside, you'll be in and out in less than three minutes. Or you can wait in 45-minute line, drive through at Starbucks or McDonald's or Hungry Jack's or wherever, whatever country you guys are in. Um, but it's, it's something true. You just see it and you assume since everyone's doing it, then there's not another way. And it's, I mean, like I say, we could go into a rabbit hole so much about society and 
going the same path everyone goes, even though you know where it ends. And you just kind of just go without questioning. You don't question things. And one thing I've realized the last two weeks is your power is in your questions, the questions that you ask. You know, like if you could go back in history, even you could you could have a huge shift if you just ask the right question. Just ask one question. It could change your entire life. You could, if you could go back right now and not to get too deep in it, but if you went back to Martin Luther King, you right in front of him right now. What do you ask him? Like, what do you ask him? Like, what do I say? Should I speak? Like, what, what would be the question? And my challenge for you all listening is to just start asking the questions. And if you don't see anyone answering this question, just see, you have to seek it out. And if not, seek it out for yourself and then share it because other people are probably asking the exact same questions. So the powers and the questions, why are we doing this? Like, what am I posting this for? Am I, as I look at myself, my reason wasn't truly correct, but I felt by not doing something that that was not correct. That was my opinion. And I could be wrong. And as I say, I will go back through my hashtag and delete that, delete the hashtag, not the post. Um, because now as well, people are going to be looking at other people's profiles and they'll be like, well, that person didn't post the black square, so they must not be for it. When in, in reality, that's not necessarily the case, but we just assume that like, oh, they're not doing it because they don't didn't do it. And you'll probably see it as you're going through, you're like, oh, everyone has this. And then someone doesn't. And then you start to question, like, oh, did they even care about it? And it's just sometimes it's just understanding why, digging into why. And when you don't understand something, to choose the right question to ask. Ask the people who you're following, the people who you look up to who don't say anything or speak out. Ask them why. What's their thought process behind it? And just to be curious. Like, just to wrap it back back to where we started today's episode, like, when you see that something is one way, the security guy standing outside the beach, and the beach, but people might be there, you have a lot of thoughts going through your head, but you're just choosing one of those assumptions because everything's right there. Of course, the security guy's there, which meant it could be closed, but at the same time, there's bikes there, so people could be they're on the beach right now enjoying and you don't question either of them. You just take the one that seems the safest to go away. So my final thoughts is just to question everything. Dig into the rabbit hole. Take five minutes to understand why you're doing it. Why are other people doing it? And more importantly, why some people are not doing it. And um, that would be my thoughts. My final thoughts. Mm -hmm. Totally. I agree with you. Everything you said. It's really about being willing to be wrong. And being okay with even if you take action, it being wrong, but not being defensive and mm. being willing to learn and being open to receive new information and perspective and and find, you know, those new shades of gray that we're evolving into. Like, it's not black and white. There's new shades of, like, the gray area that we are all learning to come together in where we can find common ground and come together in one in unity in order to take down the systems and structures that have ever made us feel like we're not one and that we're not together and that we're not part of collective. Agreed. Final, anything else? We no, good. That feels good. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, speak to you. Say bye to the people. See you in the show notes. See you in the show notes. <laughs> All right, my peeps, go ahead and click that link in the show notes. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please, please, please go ahead and rate it on iTunes and leave a review for me. I read all of my reviews and that would just be so lovely for me to connect with you and hear some feedback on how you are enjoying Juicy Business Radio. 
All right, guys, have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you again so soon.